You're listening to Fresh Oil, a podcast that examines the human condition while coming to terms with the purpose of life. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast, episode number four. We're going to be talking about the unknown book. A lot of people are familiar with it. They've heard all about it. Some of them can even quote it. However, what's inside it from having read it is largely a mystery to most. I live at the intersection of humanity, where culture and commerce meets life and living. I've been a sailor and chef, a writer, speaker, and educator, pastor, missionary, and trainer, consultant, small business owner, and employee. I've been a continent hopper, ocean dweller, and student, earning degrees in history, politics, and education. These are my markers, my stripes, the clout for bringing you fresh oil. Let's get started. Let's go deeper. The Unknown Book, Its Place in Your Future. Plato said, what is honored in a country will be cultivated there. And while this is an exercise today in demonstrating that the inside of this unknown book is largely unknown, its existence, influence, power, literary brilliance, reach, effects, appeal, and wonder are universal. What we're speaking about today is the ignorance of what lies within its pages. That is the issue. All the talk, facts, oratory, quotes, and more by people show their ignorance. There's only one way to know the unknown book. You must read it from cover to cover. And that more than once or twice. It's a lifetime's worth of reading. A great preacher called Spurgeon said, Nobody ever outgrows scripture. The book widens and deepens with our years. And I can attest to that. No one. Absolutely no one can claim to be educated without having truly read this book. The question is, and always will be, in conversation, have you read this book? Theodore Roosevelt said, a thorough knowledge of the Bible is worth more than a college education. And today, that's expensive. Nothing you've heard or been told about the unknown book can or will ever prepare you for what is a reading experience. It cannot be expressed by another. It is something you must experience for yourself. Mark Twain said, It ain't those parts of the book that I can't understand that bother me. It's the parts I do understand. (laughs) Of course. 
Every person brings something to reading this book, and every person takes something away from it that only they can know. Some people are taken away by the book and are filled with a desire to cultivate that book in their country, while others, not so much. Here's a slice of both views. For the book, the Bible's the most thought-suggesting book in the world. No other deals with such grand themes. Herrick Jackson, against the book. Frederick Nietzsche, one does well to put on gloves when reading the New Testament. The proximity of such impurity almost compels this. I've searched in it vainly for even a single congenial trait. Everything in it is cowardice and self-deception. Really? <laughs> for the book, it is impossible to mentally or socially enslave a Bible-reading people. The principles of the Bible are the groundwork of human freedom. Horace Greeley. Against the book, Bertrand Russell. As far as I can remember, there's not one word in the Gospels in praise of intelligence. <laughs> oh, Bertrand, catch a bus. For the book, it's impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. George Washington. Against the book, the dogma of the infallibility of the Bible is no more self-evident than the infallibility of the popes. Thomas Henry Huxley. Thomas, you don't know much about the popes. They're not that fallible for anything. For the book, to read the Bible is to take a trip to a fair land where the spirit is strengthened and faith renewed. Dwight Eisenhower. And after the Second World War, many of us were looking for a fair land to get to. Against the book. The total absence of humor from the Bible is one of the most singular things in all literature. Alfred North Whitehead. Well, he must not have read much because whenever God told the lady to name her son Isaac, laughter, because she laughed behind her back at an old age, didn't think she would have a child. And it only gets better. God's got a sense of humor that doesn't quit, but you won't know that unless you've read all the book. The whole of inspiration of our civilization springs from the teachings of Christ and the lessons of the prophets. To read the Bible for these fundamentals is a necessity of American life. Herbert Hoover. But, to get to know the unknown book, you and you alone have to take the time to read it. Too often prejudiced against the book is won by some heralded name and intellect. But the question remains and holds court in a demanding stance. Have you read the book? Do you know it takes 70 hours and 40 minutes to read the book at pulpit rate? It takes 52 hours and 20 minutes to read the Old Testament. It takes 18 hours and 20 minutes to read the New Testament. In the Old Testament, the Psalms take the longest to read, 4 hours and 28 minutes. And in the New Testament, the Gospel of Luke takes 2 hours and 43 minutes. Eleanor Doan. I have a friend called Jack Wood. 
well known as Cowboy Jack Wood, a Texas mule trading preacher passed on from this life. And he says when you've got nowhere to go, you can read the Old Testament in nine days. And at that time, he wasn't allowed to go anywhere. The common trap. How many times have I heard from someone or known a person who picked it up to read? And they started at the lists in Chronicles or Leviticus. <laughs> Instead of opening to John's account of the life of its author, they flip open randomly. And you know what? The unknown book bites back. Testing the reader's initiative, their will to explore, the aspiration to know what is in its pages. Inside the formation of the unknown book lies a proposition that mankind needs and must address. Your way or the author's way. Human history is the unfolding of the response to this unknown book. The outcome of all the things we deal with today, the unknown book has stated thousands of times how things will be. History shows its record in these matters. So, will you read the book? The unknown book has an overarching theme, the political kingdom and the spiritual kingdom of its author, and the triumph triumphing over all political, religious, cultural, and educational kingdoms of the world, which you can read and see being fulfilled before our eyes in these days of wanton corruption and the decline of the human condition. The question I ask and your response to it can shape your future decisions and actions. Here's the question again. Have you considered the reading of this unknown book. The history of what is essential in mankind's history is recorded. You don't need a history course to see the repeats, the mistakes, the missteps and blunders of man when you read this book. The question always remains and presses for an answer. Have you read this book? And have you considered its place in your future? There is a great unknown appeal of this book. Nothing comes a distant second to the world, wide reach and appeal of this unknown book. Here are some numbers. According to Guinness, the Bible is still the world's most distributed book. It has been translated into 1,659 languages, and that has climbed up into the 2000s. And between 1815 and 1975, some two and a half billion Bibles were printed, of which one and a half billion were handled by societies. In the distant year of 1978, the United Bible Societies distributed 9.3 million complete Bibles in 150 countries. It is now 2015, and no one has stopped printing or distributing the unknown book. In fact... The distribution of the first one billion Bibles and New Testaments by the Gideon people spanned 93 years, from 1908 to 2001. This second billion was attained in less than 14 years, 2002 to 2015. What does that tell you? People want to have this book. They want to read it. Where it is readily available... It is often ignored. 
where it may cost you your life to read it, it is sought after. But my question, the question, always asking it and always having it pull at you is, have you read this book? The Unknown Book. This is the most feared, ridiculed, hated, despised, rejected, denied, vilified, slandered, misquoted, pilloried book in the history of man. That alone ought to make you want to find out what's up with it. Yet it stands resolute, unbending, unbroken, unyielding, unmoved, and capable of taking care of itself when confronted by governments, so-called intellects, and any other matter brought to bear upon it. You can have it to read, free, sort of, if you like. If you're staying in a hotel, the bedside table drawer has a copy in it, or it used to have one in it. You're expected to take it, steal it, if you will. It has a guide in it to show you where the, to read for some specific condition you may be facing. Be it loneliness, suffering, life-threatening pressures, heartbreak, assurance, and every other broken condition we all face, it has the answers in there for you. Unless you have read the unknown book, you can't know it. Unless you are someone who has been reconditioned to read it, you'll never understand it. But in the reading of it, there is the experience of meeting the author of it. Then it gets interesting. How so? Ah, you alone must read it to have that experience. It is for you and you alone. But is your education in the way? Going to college with a stated intent is to educate you regarding this book will not necessarily prove valuable. You still have to read it. Sure, you'll gather facts like lilies and know all about the unknown book in a cursory manner, but you will not know this book unless you read it from cover to cover repeatedly. Most colleges that profess to teach this unknown book only teach you how to drive it. Use it like a utility vehicle to get you where you want to be going. You're to consider it a tool, a part of the apparatus of life. No more, no less mistake. Educational bastions of learning nowadays reflect the thinking of those who have abandoned or ignored the unknown book for whatever reasons. Princeton, for example, started out as a place to spread the teachings in this book to the American Indians. <laughs> boy, oh boy, have things changed there or what? My education regarding this book. My instructor, who read this book hundreds of times, took me into the volume itself. Let it open me before I would seek to open it. I learned how it was constructed, molded, shaped and fashioned. I learned how intricate and yet soundly built as a book it stands. Of course I examined languages and theories and views and opinions of its critics as well as its champions. This has led me in a 35 years and counting reading and study of this book, often and usually reading it through yearly, or more. I eventually discovered the definitions of things that are written and how they are used. The unknown book is not dead words on an inky page. 
but living substance that man needs for life. You come to see the complexity, the intricacy, the scope, the promise and sheer scale of the insights to everything we want answers about. Never disappointing, always surprising, the full reading experience for those who cultivate the habit. The drink for the mind that satisfies. The unknown book has many titles. The scriptures, the Bible, the word of God, the book, the good book. Which titles can create a rejection or attraction of its contents, depending on your history. People are aware of the reputation of the unknown book, not its contents. To overcome this prejudice, you have to read this book. But to read the unknown book, a condition needs to be addressed to get the book to open to you, the reader. And it comes down to the human condition, which there are only two kinds of people when they come before the book. A person who has met and been changed by the author of this book, and a person who has not. And the book defines these two conditions, for now it is enough to know these conditions are present. And I'll address them in an upcoming podcast, but have to start and the best place is always with the unknown book so here's the heart of it all here's the underlying question one more time have you read this book have your readings brought you to the author of this book or did you start and then put it down the portion you read maybe you didn't like because it bothered you Maybe it was because it wouldn't open up its treasures to your casual use, so you abandoned reading on. Maybe your education jaundiced your views when you opened it, and you could hear your professors ridiculing it. My answer? You cannot navigate the human condition or come to terms with the purpose of life without a thorough reading. Reading the right place at the right time under the right condition can change your conditions in this life, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Nothing comes close to the achievements that reading this book produces. Nothing. If you pick it up, this unknown book, and decide to read it, hear me carefully now. Read John. That's the Gospel of John in the New Testament. Open it up in the middle and turn right. Keep going till you see the name of John. Start in the first chapter. This was written to prime your reading of the unknown book. And at my website, freshoil.com, under questions, you can click on there and leave me one regarding this podcast today. I've met many people under many circumstances and had many conversations, and I always held them to the fire whenever they would tell me this book was this or this book was that or it was a load of fables or it was whatever I asked them one question have you read this book all of it if they told me no we stopped talking about that it was over did people get angry with me yes they picked every conceivable argument to why I was an unreasonable person because I hadn't read their book. They would throw me all the books they'd read. And unfortunately for them, the education that I uh, 
was weaned under, I had been exposed to most, or if not all, of what they had read. I'm Billy Delaney, and this is Fresh Oil, and we've been navigating the human condition and coming to terms with the purpose of life. Next week, we're interviewing Jamie Sulati, a PR representative from Chicago, a really deep-thinking human being. Come back for more. Fresh Oil with Billy Delaney. Thanks for pressing play.